I don't know how well it's known among all of Greek life. They did a thing that was called the chocolate milk. Is that a well-known mm. thing national nationally? I think so. Maybe. I'm not sure. That, that's familiar, though. So there's a kiddie pool that's full of chocolate milk. They tell, like, all the all the pledges get a straw, and they say, you guys have, I don't know, two minutes to drink all this chocolate milk out two of the minutes? kiddie pool. If there's a lot of you drinking it, it's, it's going down pretty quick. That's true. Yeah. So they, they drink the chocolate milk, and then after they drink all the chocolate milk, they show all the pledges a video of other guys jacking off into the kiddie pool chocolate milk no way they no wasn't i'm gonna keep saying it pay your fucking dues it's the name of the goddamn podcast we've definitely paid our dues ladies and gentlemen boys and girls bros and hoes my name is ash kennedy and welcome back to another episode here of pay your dues uh, ladies and gentlemen, today I am being joined by a fine young gentleman from Ohio University in Athens, Ohio. Uh, would you like to go ahead and introduce yourself for everybody? Please? Yeah, for sure. I'm Garrison Dunn, but on social media, it's usually G-Sun just because it's like shorter and stuff. I was born in Colorado and then lived in California for a couple of years, then grew up in Pittsburgh and chose to go to OU because it wasn't too far. Uh, my cousins went there. They're actually in a fraternity there as well, and they liked it a lot. And, you know, I play hockey, grew up playing hockey, and it really worked out for us together. Well, we're definitely happy to have you here uh, on the podcast as well, doing it doing it remotely. Uh, but, yeah, anybody listening, if you are new here, make sure to hit that subscribe button, whatever platform you are on, and also consider paying your own dues by subscribing to the OnlyFans for exclusive access to that visual podcast onlyfans.com slash pay your dues that link will be in the description so you said that you had grown up in pittsburgh mm-hmm, correct and that was you said three hours away to get to athens from home yeah it's like three and a half it's not not bad at all to be honest what about the ohio university bobcats made you want to attend there hmm it was good on price and also growing up like in Pittsburgh, everyone's like Pitt or Penn State. And I like, you know, I feel like if I went there, it'd almost be like a high school reunion for, in a sense. And I kind of want to go somewhere else. Um, and OU was perfect because, you know, you could do Greek life. Uh, you could do bars. You didn't have to be 21. It was a college campus, so you can walk everywhere, which is nice. You don't even have to Uber any, anywhere at all. It's got like a whole strip of bars, like on a street, which is very dangerous. <laughs> but... And it worked out really, really well. College campus is very pretty and everything. So, Right. So we actually met via TikTok. Um, I saw that a few weeks back you were at Penn State. Is that right? Correct. Just visiting like some high school friends there? Well, um, OU actually played Penn State uh, in football uh, that weekend. So I went up there. I did not wear OU stuff. Did not want to get chirped to near end. But... It was actually a pretty cool experience because I, I went up there and then went up to the fraternity, obviously the same one that I'm in, a different school, and you know did the stuff and got a house door. And it was really cool. Guys were awesome. That is that is really exciting. I'm actually doing an away game myself uh, this coming weekend. I'm traveling to Columbus, actually, just like, like an hour and a half up there from uh, Athens to see um, 
hopefully the Iowa Hawkeyes can upset uh, Ohio State. But, you know, going into Columbus, that only happens once every like 10 years. It's a good time, though. See, bus is fun. <laughs> I'm 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 planning to wear my stuff there just because I, I, I personally I don't know how you felt about going to Penn State, but I love going to away games. In my opinion, oh, they're more stable. fun than home games. For sure, it's, I can definitely see that for sure. Something about just like your experience a different college town, you're somewhere that's like unfamiliar territory. If you're mm-hmm. wearing like your team stuff, people have a reason to come up because they're going to chirp. But then just. That's facts. If you're a cool, if you're a cool guy and you can laugh about it, you you'll make some friends easily. That's true. I didn't. That's that's a good point. Honestly, if OU had like a more better than like a JV football team, then I definitely would have done that. But we are terrible. They're are using the the Mac, right? Yeah, they're in the Mac. It's tough. So, but who would be like, oh, Ohio's rival? Is it like Bowling Green, Toledo, Akron Miami University's big. Miami ah. is big because um, it's like Battle of the Bricks, I guess they call it. And they're a really big Greek life school too. Um, it's like, yeah, pretty much them. I guess Akron, but not really as big. Pretty much it's just like Miami, I guess. Was like How far Miami. is – that's in that's in what, Oxford, Ohio, right? Mm-hmm. Like How far three, away is that? Three or four. Something like that. Three or four hours. Or like, or I think it's round three. Might be two and two and a half, three, something like that. It's not too bad. I'm honestly like not too familiar with like the geography of Ohio. I've driven through it one time, mm-hmm. and I went through the dead center, like near Columbus. Did you say that Athens is like southeast of Columbus? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Then I know that Miami is like kind of like in the western part, right? Yeah. So uh, at Ohio University, like is. Is that a big Greek life school at all? Uh, it's decently big only because – I mean it's not bad because, again, like there's bars for – I mean you can have the crappiest fake ID in the world and get in. Like there's freshman bars and stuff. Unlike other schools like Penn State, you have to be 21 or you're just – like that's why you rush I guess. But it's still pretty – it's still a pretty like decent size uh, Greek life school. Like a lot of like history and stuff um, of, of frats and sororities there. A lot of houses, but OU is like really weird because you're not allowed to like pretty much throw parties at the house unless it's like off campus, which is kind of annoying because uh, it's really strict because they, there was a, some kid passed away. It was a pledge. He had to do a bunch of different things. It was 2019. So I was going, I was going into college and then everything got suspended and they've been more like lenient since then. But yeah, I was pretty tough yeah you know, that when that happened but it's still a pretty like decent size i think it's like 20 percent maybe 30 20 or 30 percent of the school i'm not i'm not entirely sure i mean that's 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 pretty good like mm-hmm. i mean i think at my university it was like 15 percent among men then it was like 19 percent among women and it still seems like like the way the people i would <clears throat> affiliate with all of them were involved in something if, exactly. if that makes sense. It was 100%. like, yeah. So what did you just rush right then when you joined your freshman year? Um, or did you take some time to that made you want to decide to do recruitment? Yeah, so it's an interesting story. So I rushed fall uh, freshman year. Or no, I think it was spring of freshman year. And I couldn't go to the interview or whatever because it's like we do like – it's like a week thing. So we do like a cookout or whatever. And then Thursday, Friday or like interview – 
So it's like selected. So I got selected to go to the interview, had some family stuff. So I missed that. <clears throat> and then, you know, I didn't decide to join obviously. And then COVID hit. So I was like, oh shit. So now I'm at home. Uh, first semester of college or a second semester or first semester of sophomore year. I was like, I don't want to like rush online. There's no point. <clears throat> and then I rushed back at school, second semester, sophomore year. But you had to sit down at bars. Like it was really, really strict. And I got the interview and everything. And I, and I, I denied the bid because it was like financials, like purely financials. Looking back, I probably should have did it. But again, like it was so strict, like with everything going on and everything. Like we tried to make it work. It just didn't. But I was like, hey, I'll be back. And then, and I told him, I was like, it's either I'm joining you guys or I'm not joining like thing at all. Just cause I, I vibe with the guys so much and everyone was still so cool. Even though I like, didn't accept the bid, like every time I'd see him and stuff, which I don't know why, but I was like surprised by that. And then I, uh, rushed second semester of junior year. And because first semester I was like trying to do hockey and everything. So a lot of my time was like trying to focus on making the team and stuff and I didn't even play. So or didn't didn't even work out for that. So then, yeah, second semester of junior year, and then just been ever since I got in, I've been, just been trying to do as much as I can before I go. So you're a senior now, so that's been, what, year, year and a half? Yeah, or so I've technically been an active so semester and a half, technically, which is wild to think about. So wow. So, yeah, I guess so. Not, not even, like, super long. That's a... Mm-hmm. That's good stuff. I mean, I also was somebody who joined an organization as a junior. I did two years at a junior college, and yeah, we don't have Greek organizations at uh, at small junior colleges. So I just knew that going mm-hmm. to a university, it's kind of what you're saying about um, going. If you went to a certain school, it's basically like high school 2.0. Yeah. I went to a different university. What better way to meet people? That was why I wanted to do, to like do recruitment. So you said that you declined the bid from the organization that you ended up getting another bid from yeah oh yeah i i declined it just because again it was like financials and everything um and they were like completely fine with that because it was like yeah it was like covid time i was like dude like 600 500 a semester uh we didn't actually we still don't have a house we can talk about it later but um had to sit down at bars i'm like i don't really know especially because i could already go to the bars already but i was still friends like all the guys and everything but yeah, and then I came back, and I remember during the interview process, they're like, "What makes you for sure? Like, you've already rushed twice or whatever. Like, what makes you think like you're gonna go again?" I said, "Like, I'm a person that if I'm in it, I'm like in it, like 100% or not. I didn't want to be like one foot in, one foot out." And I told him that, and I think that obviously made a big difference for them because obviously I could have been in it before, and also too, um, I was the what last year, which also this was a big factor too. Um, that first semester of sec- or first semester of sophomore year, I was actually in Minnesota, like working on a small uh, movie, and then we got shut down for COVID, and that got pushed back um, to that next semester. But then it got kept put, it kept getting pushed back. Long story short, it still hasn't hit yet, and I didn't want to like join a fraternity and be like, yeah, like I'm in it now. I'm in Minnesota, and I'm missing the entire semester type thing. So that was actually um, part of it as well. So as a movie, like production or like as an actor as an actor it's like this small hockey hockey film it's pretty wild <laughs> wait like a what like what like give what's i mean if you are of liberty to say it what is like the basis of the story of this movie yeah it's called it's called way of the warriors and uh i got casted for one of the guys on the hockey team 
it's basically like this coach. Uh, and then he has two sons. One's a senior. One's a sophomore. Senior is a captain. Sophomore is a little – he's good. But he's a little cocky, like, type shit. And then uh, to spoil, I guess, because who knows if – like, I think it's coming – who knows when we're finishing. But coach gets sick and everything, and it's kind of like a – it's kind of like a, uh, I guess, an OU beating an Alabama type thing, like a small, small school uh, beating like this big powerhouse. Because in Minnesota, like high school hockey, it's like you get drafted to the NHL out of high school, so it's like a big deal. So that was pretty much it's pretty much like a small school with a bunch of adversity. Bros, we are almost halfway through football season as we speak, but we also have baseball that is unfortunately finishing the World Series in the next couple of weeks. Hockey also just started last week, and basketball has already started this week. So maybe you have some confident picks, hot takes, spread covers, or over-unders that you have a good feeling about. My favorite way to add an extra thrill to your favorite teams or sports is to go ahead and put your money where your mouth is on the line and utilize one of our sports betting partners to seal your picks. So if you follow that link in the description, you'll have access to DraftKings, FanDuel, BetMGM, Caesar Sportsbooks, and PointsBet. And better yet, we're actually having a giveaway at the moment going on for some free pay dues merchandise. So if you do follow that link in the description, creating a brand new account at any of those five sports books, make a minimum deposit, place your first bet. You will be entered into bi-weekly drawings to win both a t-shirt and a free hoodie. All you have to do is DM screenshots of you creating the account and placing your first bet to the Instagram account at Pay Your Dues Podcast, and you'll be entered into not one but both of the raffles. Creating multiple accounts will count for multiple entries into the raffles. Once again, the links for creating those new sportsbooks accounts is in the description and or the bio. Linktr.ee slash payyourduespodcast. So, yeah, I have seen your hockey TikToks as well. Like, how how difficult was it to get into hockey? I imagine, like, now, like, being used to it, it's just, like, muscle memory. But getting into it, how hard is that? Oh, it's it was so tough, especially because when I moved to – Pennsylvania when I was like eight or nine I started skating when I was like 11 and I'm going against kids that have been skating since birth which was tough so that was like a lot of hours on like training and stuff and I kid you not I had like a like Sidney Crosby I had like like shooting tiles in my basement with a dryer and I would just shoot pucks like all day and stuff so my shot was really good uh, from doing all that but yeah that's it was like so tough because I was so behind and everything and skating is like so like like so many minute details and everything and like kids that have been going since like when they were eight years old been in the same organization their entire life it was definitely pretty tough to, to compete and to get used to it but you know i think i put in the work and made it the best as i could i was literally having this conversation this last weekend with uh with one of my friends i think like we were out we're, we're probably like all like 10 beers deep at this point, but I'm still mm. saying like, dude, hockey has to be like one of the most skill oriented sports, if not the most, because for starters, you got to skate mm-hmm. that takes coordination. That takes balance, takes endurance, depending on like how long you're in. Then it takes like hand-eye coordination and like the skill of shooting the puck. Yeah. And then on top of all of that, there's also, it's a yeah. physical contact sport. Yeah. It's brutal. And then you also have to be ready to like throw the gloves off if you're just ready to just fight somebody. Yeah, beat someone up. It's weird because 
when I, I was like playing like, like local hockey, it wasn't like travel yet. And my first years of travel were against, was hitting because hitting starts when it's called you're a Bantam. So you're like what, 14, 15, 16 years old, something like that. So I had to go right into to hitting. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is wild. And some of these guys like we played against, they could not skate at all. So these guys would just be like football players and just fucking level guys. Like oh. <laughs> was, whenever, you got, whenever, you whenever they could, whenever they could get on their feet, they just found a way to just boom. Yes. Just hit somebody. So you, you said that you, you did hockey at your university for a few years. Is that like a, an actual like team within like the division or is it like a club team? Yeah, so actually, listen, uh, this is this is some interesting information. So I did I did intramurals, which is nothing. And then I tried out for the club team. I scored like what, six or seven goals in two games. But the night before tryouts or so, like random kids on the team were like commenting on my social media and shit. Kids I've never even met. I'm like, dude, what's going on? And then I tried out and then kids were like, I can, am I allowed to swear? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Kids were like, fuck you, TikTok boy. Like, piece of shit. Like, I'm like, dude, what? And I don't even know these guys. Like, whatever. I was getting in their heads, like, doing really well. And I was like, and I get so sad. I'm so oh, damn bad. I didn't even make it. And then I found out later they were like, they told one of my uh, roommates because he's on the team. And these people have left. So it's not the same people and everything. So this is like, you know, like all those people have left. It's not like the same thing. Like, everyone on the team now is like cool as fuck. But they were like, uh, they were like, yeah, he wasn't gonna make it no matter how well he did. I was like, whoa, just for making some social media videos. Who would have thought? So, how big were you on TikTok at that time? I had probably, yeah, probably still around like two hundred, or maybe one hundred seventy thousand or so. Wasn't even like that. I didn't think it was a big deal. I was like, yeah, I just, I don't know. I mean. I know that you've been at it for a while because like I know I know that like you, I get a notification every time that like one of the people I'm following or friends with likes my stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, like random people just get lost in it. So like I noticed that like there is a good amount of, good amount of stuff that um, that that I post that that sh- that you leave a like for, which, by the way, I do appreciate very much. Your vids uh, but, like, are awesome. I've got- <laughs> I appreciate it. I like mm-hmm. I like all the stuff from you that comes on my for you page, but I don't really go through like following or yeah. creep on creep on any, anybody's profiles but like yeah if i see yourself on my for you page same thing every single time but it yeah, it does seem like great. you like myself a little bit more but i have gone through like your profile a little bit and i just like looked through it like how does this guy have so many followers <laughs> and i i did notice that you've also had some stuff that goes back there for years like three years at least crazy yeah wild i have no idea how i did like a it's like my freshman year. This was actually what a couple years ago today. Everything got suspended. Frats, sororities, even the marching band was under investigation for hazing. Like the marching band, like it was, no one was safe. And I made like a video joking about it, and then that like popped off. And it was weird because it was at like, you know, based on my school, and people were like talking about it and stuff. So yeah, I've definitely been posting a lot of videos. I mean, I, I switched it up. I used to like not do hockey things because I was like, ah, I don't really. No, I don't know. Like, I was like worried. I was like, oh, I'm like not like going to the NHL. Like people are going to judge me. Then I'm like, after college, you know, if you're on a club team or whatever, if you're not going, like you're not going to the NHL, whatever, like, are you just not allowed to play hockey anymore? So I didn't really care so much after that. So 
that's kind of like the same approach that like I'm having with like the the niche market that that I have with like the stuff I make. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not in college anymore. Technically not a part of Greek life anymore, but you know, membership is for life they also say. Thanks. I mean, you're in college, you're currently in like the organization. What is the way that you view me as an alumni still making content about like it's in my opinion it's just content, like it's just entertainment. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's literally just like for fun and jokes. Like people who take it too seriously are they got other things to worry about. To be honest, like if someone were to get mad at like one of your videos or whatever, I think it's funny. It's it's funny because in our group chat, one of the ones you made, which I can like we talk about after like it cuts, got sent in there, and it was so funny because it was making fun of like a a different group. It was like poking fun at some other uh some other group, and it was like the funniest thing. And because we were uh. It was gosh, shoot. How do I say this? But we, it was ha- it was a similar experience that happened to us. Let me just say that. What, what like what TikTok was it about? Uh, it was about a certain sorority. <laughs> I have so I've actually noticed that. That's one thing I've noticed about TikTok. Whenever mm-hmm. you make the caption and you literally put a single sorority on blast, <laughs> almost every single Crazy. time those get at least 50,000 views. Like there was one that I made about GFI and mm-hmm. that one hundred K views, like in the first, like 12 hours of it being posted. Crazy. Crazy. There's another one about like PiFi. I think it's at like 70,000 right now, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. I, that's one thing I've noticed is that you, you call out a single sorority because then like you with that rat hashtag, you got other guys involved in Greek life who see it. They're like, Oh, that's so true. Mm-hmm. And then you get the girls that like that, that see it and they're in that organization and they're like, wow, this guy's calling us out, but he's kind of, kind of right. And then it gets sent in their group chats. And then that even just helps boost the algorithm even more. Then they all click on it and then boom, like, it's like, they're just doing the, they're doing it for you. It's crazy. Like how, the, how the, n- the number of shares just pushes the algorithm just a little bit more. I'm slowly figuring out TikTok more and more. Like I've, I've had a time that I was in it for a little bit, but I'm definitely in it a little bit more now that uh, now that I've been doing this full time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really fun for sure. And, you know, like the stuff you make is so funny. And it's like even people in the comments like, wait a second, is he even allowed to post stuff like that? (laughs) Like about like certain it's like, dude, it's like you go on fucking Reddit or whatever. Like it's just like common jokes. Like, you know, it's not even a huge deal or whatever. It's insane. Like. The Reddit community, for example, how anti-rat they are. Like there mm-hmm. was one time, the previous city I lived in, I literally said, "Hey, I think I'm looking for a potential co-host for my podcast. Mm-hmm. Preferably, if this person is an alumni of a Greek organization, that'd be a preference." Mm-hmm. For I'm sure from that alone, I got like ten downvote, ten <laughs> like downvotes. My po- the post got taken down. It's like all I said, all I said was like, be involved in an organization. If yeah, you it's it not, a, it's what, not a big deal. What subreddit was it? I think it was like a Des Moines, like Des Moines, Iowa. R slash frat. Check out that one. That, that one's like pretty interesting. I think. Oh I no, I love the frat subreddit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that one's pretty funny. I love that one. I've actually, but the thing is, I'm a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm reluctant about that one now because there are people that i've came across who said that the frat subreddit is their favorite subreddit and these people aren't even like like these are like women or guys that weren't involved in greek life yeah what (laughs) they're just they're just laughing at like what we had like 
our history. It's like, what? It's like, damn. And that's like, it, it's kind of freaky to like know about that because the way that like there's those posts in the subreddit where people are like F or NF, mm-hmm. like you only know what that is if you're like a regular user in the subreddit. Exactly. It's like, are, the, are there just like these women or these like Gs going through here just like saying, oh, F <laughs> or NF? Right? Like the fucking New Balances and all that shit, you know? I I have no clue. Like it, it's, it's a little bit concerning. Wow, uh, but so at in Athens, Ohio, I typically ask this to anybody who I do the interview with that I'm not familiar with the college town. So you say it's a pretty bar focused college town. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Like a big bar scene, or just or just like the bars are easy to get into. It's huge. You got like on one street, you probably have 16, 15 bars, maybe or so. That's all walking distance. Um, and you got. I mean, even on like a Tuesday night, a Wednesday night, like they do these things like $4 destroyers, which is like a giant cup of pretty much any mixed drink. So like you could do vodka water with lime, rum and Coke. And then you got Tuesday fucking tequila shots. And then there's this one bar called Red Brick. It's the freshman bar, but I actually don't know how they make money. They have deals every single day. It is actually ridiculous. Like they have this thing called Brick Break from five to seven every single day. It is a dollar drink. So if you want to double, it's two bucks, dollar shot, dollar beer. And then on Friday or Sunday, it's like $2. It's like $2 rum and Cokes. It's like $5 for a bucket of beer. It's like, how are these guys making money? So when you have deals like that, it's like so many people go out all the time. So it's a decently pretty big bar school, I'd say, especially on the weekends. It gets this, chaotic. So that place is red brick. Do they have like a DJ or like flashing lights or like a, big like production at the bar at all yeah they have a dj sometimes i mean it's like pretty it's again it's sweaty as as sweaty as hell um i i i go sometimes like i'll sit at the the bar and i'll get in and out rip some shots get in and out because i just i just i did my time there it was like two you know freshmen it's like everyone like jumping around in like a small area but yeah they have like a some lights flashing lights and they have like this like giant tvs and stuff so Especially for when the Browns, Steelers, or Bengals play, those are huge, especially bar nights. They are definitely running rates within margins if they have like big TVs and like oh, that huge. stuff. I was gonna say if it's like a, if it's a if it's a dive, then okay, they might they might be good, but they're definitely running a, some razor thin margins. Ah, so as I was saying though, the the question mm-hmm. I always ask: so on a scale of like one to ten. Um, I know that Ohio University sometimes is known for being like a party school, mm-hmm. um, but this is like regardless of if it's like dead or if it's like a lit all the time. Yeah. Uh, number one on the scale is like completely focused like on house parties slash frat parties. A ten is like the bar, like complete bar scene. Where would you put OU on that list? Oof. I'd probably put it because um, the weather gets really cold and there's not many parties in the cold. Ohio weather sucks, but in the summer and st- like in the spring, like the spring fest season, the parties are are absolutely ridiculous. And even now, up until Halloween, like oh, you Halloween's like huge. I'd probably put it at a probably put it at a six. Like mostly bars, but like when the parties are when it's good weather, like the parties are are something else. Just from the way you're describing the bars, though, I'm getting like I'm getting Iowa City vibes because mm-hmm. like it. 
back like in the state of Iowa, Iowa State's known as like the house party school. Iowa's known as like the bar school. And they're, yeah, freshman bars. And you show them the little thing from the bench warmers, a piece of paper, I am 12. And yeah, you're, you're, get, you're getting in. Literally. You're getting in. So, but yeah. If, oh, sorry, what? At, at, no, yeah, I was going to say like at a school of that size in like the MAC, is there anybody who's like really passionate about the Ohio Bobcats or does everybody for the most part have like their own other teams, other teams that like they, they support? Uh, I don't think many, too many people are passionate about the, the Bobcats, to be honest. The hockey team's good. People watch those, but it's like a smaller rink and it's like, it's club, but it's still like you travel and everything, but it's not like D1, D1. So like full scholarships, if that makes sense. But there's a lot of like Ohio State fans and everything like that. Like people will dictate, I guess, darties or whatever. They'll be like, we'll be like having a darty and be like, oh, Ohio State games on, like you know, or something like that. So it's pretty much like Ohio State is big. I'm trying to think, like Pitt, a little bit Pitt, um, but it's usually pretty much Ohio State. There's not like, I mean, people like love the Bobcats and stuff, but it's not the same as like anything like that, really. I mean, they'll go to the game against Miami once a year or whatever. Um, I remember the the stadium was packed. It was my freshman year because one person in the crowd could win free tuition for a semester or a year. So then everyone showed up and then people left at like the third or fourth quarter, even though it was a close game. So that pretty much shows you right there, I guess. So like you grew up kind of moving around, like where do you, like, do you have a college team that you go for? Yeah, I love Pitt. I mean, to death, probably too much more than I should. I've had season tickets because I lived in Pittsburgh for like, what, nine or 10 years or so. So I, we had Pitt tickets for like a while. Like, I remember going to the game against Cincinnati years ago when they were ranked and stuff like lost in overtime and, and or something like that. And then, um, but yeah, pretty much like supporting them. Kenny Pickett, it was cool to see him do well. Uh, but college is pretty much just pit. I mean, I'm starting to like not hate uh, Ohio State just because it's like an hour away and it, it's like cool, I guess, to go up there and stuff. But it's really just pit, I'd say, for college. What would you recommend I check out when I'm in Columbus? Ooh, uh, that's a good question. So a lot of I haven't been to a whole lot of the bars, but I heard the bars of like threes are like threes is good. Um, I would check out. See if there's a Blue Jackets game. Nationwide Arena is gorgeous. Um, it's like you can walk up. Like it's it's a really like walkable area, I guess. Uh, Brothers Bar and Grill is pretty fun. Uh, there's a lot of like cool little places. You know, you could just walk around uh, down there. Um, but yeah, I would definitely try and check out a Blue Jackets game if you have the chance. Probably either if it's like a Blue day or night game. The Col- Columbus Blue Jackets. Mm-hmm. It seems like, I don't know like if you did it when you ever went to Columbus, but it seems like for tailgating, the move is to go to um, Varsity Club. Yeah, yeah. Which is like a block north of the stadium. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And people also go outside as well, outside the stadium. Uh, but yeah, that's big. And then it's like a, it's it's a cool, I don't know if you've been to, the, to Columbus yet, but it's it's like... It's a wild stadium. It's a wild atmosphere. You know, even like on a regular random week, like when I was there, I was there for like a festival. I was just walking down like Greek row and people were just, you know, having a good time. Like, oh, 
great. They do, they do well over there. Driven through it, never actually been there for overnight or anything in specific. I am, I'm looking forward to it to say the least. Oh, it's it's cool. Regard, regardless of the colors that I'm wearing, I'm. I've heard that Columbus is one of the better game day experiences in the Big Ten. I'd say so. I'd say so. Penn State uh, was pretty cool, um, just because the uh, the tailgate and stuff. But it's wild because because uh, Big Tens and stuff like you be waking up at early, early. I guess like it's a completely different college experience. I guess for tailgating and everything. But the ones that I know that they go to Ohio State, they. It, they love the atmosphere. What college game day was just there? Or they're gonna be there soon or something like that. So, I know this weekend. Uh, I think Big Noon Fox is going to the Ohio State Iowa game. Mm-hmm. No, but talking about waking up for tailgates, that's actually like that, that, that. Yeah, that's that's a good that's a good point. So, because where I went to school was in the Central Time Zone, it wasn't noon kickoffs. It was eleven a.m. kickoff. Oh. So people would say. Um, gets to the chapter house at 5 a.m. And then if if we're not up, run around, knock on our doors, wake us up. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to walk to the stadium to to our tailgate. So like our stadium's like in like a residential area. So there's a bunch of like houses where frats just destroy the backyards. Mm-hmm. Um, Love it. So you get there, get to the house, like the tailgate house at like 6 a.m. Then you have a solid four hours or so of tailgating and the thing is that even when you wake up that early it's all dudes the girls don't get there until like another two or three hours <laughs> yeah so that makes sense you're literally there that early just just destroying these racks and just trying to trying to have a good time and then everybody else shows up and you're just lost mm-hmm. like a few wild. few weeks back i was in iowa city for the michigan game that was an 11 a.m. kickoff. And first of all, the jet lag of going from the Eastern to the Central time zone, you expect it to not be there, but it it's a real thing. And then also like tailgate, I had to get to the house at 9 a.m. to do the tailgate show. And that was just brutal. I think there, the ratio was there was like 90% guys just because like the girls have no reason to like get there early. Yeah, they got to they gotta get there. Uh, beauty sleep in, I guess, and take some at least 45 minutes an hour. At least to just get ready. Probably guys are just like, yeah, we'll shower, whatever. Like we're in and out. Exactly. So, I mean, I on people people tailgate at Ohio, right? Not really. Um, like the games are pretty much non-existent. I mean, for alumni weekend, that was fun. We had like a. Uh, uh, fraternity uh, tailgate, which was cool. So we like put it up on our socials and met met some cool alumni. And I was like walking walking around. I'm like, dude, this feels like a football school. Like if you would have just saw that weekend, I'm like, whoa, this is something else. And then it's just never like that ever again. But yeah, I mean, other than alumni weekend, I would say not really. It's like such a different part. It's such a different atmosphere. It's weird. Like people don't just make the excuse of having game day as like a an excuse to day drink well yeah like they'll, they'll day drink but like not like for ou games i guess they won't tailgate for ou games like we'll do like like uh darties and stuff but it's just like non um football focus i guess 
because like for example like a i know like 10 minutes down the road from where i live uh right. fau florida atlantic they have like they're in, I, I think conference usa if i'm not mistaken not even like a big conference not even like a big football school their stadium is like 10 percent capacity during games but yet they still have like these massive tents that they all tailgate in. So I didn't know if that was like a thing at yeah, every school or. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That's kind of sick. I wish we could do that more. I wish that's people just like, like nice there, thing to do. tailgate. And then like some of them go into the game. Most people just go to the bars and watch the game or just pass out or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you don't get that nap from four to six, you're it's going to be tough to be at the bars all night. It's essential. So being, um, going back to like being a part of like your organization. So Mm -hmm. it was your spring semester as a junior, you said? Correct. Uh, was everybody else there pretty much like spring semester freshmen? Yeah, we had some sophomores as well, but I was the only junior. So our PC was 13, I think. And then, yeah, it was pretty much spring semester, uh, freshmen. It was like six Six or seven spring semester freshmen, like a couple sophomores, and then and then I was the uh, only junior. Thirteen for the spring is not bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, how like how how big is your organization like in total? We're, we're at like sixty six right now, oh. or something like that. And we also have three sixty five rush, so we're taking a probably another six on, so which is nice. So they can rush whenever pretty much they want, I guess, and then get initiated in the spring or so. So, uh, selected. Wait, so what that, I mean, like we had the quote unquote 365 recruitment, but it was still that like you would be a part of the pledge class of the next semester. Is that Mm. like how that would work for you as well? Yeah, I think, I think so. It hasn't been, uh, usually this like prevalent, I guess, because I guess we really weren't pushing it that much, but I think that's probably how it would go. But it's nice because our guys just got initiated for the fall because I think our group's six weeks or something like that. So now I guess we still have pledges now. The people are 365 rushing, so I I guess. And so you said the organizations at Ohio are – the houses are all dry? Pretty much, I guess. I guess so. I guess that makes sense. Um, is it like a, or is it like a more moratorium that's like temporary? What do you mean by that? Well, so um, when I was was a pledge, and for like a year after being a pledge, there was a moratorium because it was somebody that, like, unfortunately, there was somebody of a different organization who died um, at Formal at the Lake of the Ozarks. University oh. response was to place a moratorium where there's no uh socials involving involving alcohol on all fraternities and sororities mm-hmm. and so the response to that was well we're either not going to throw stuff at the house or we're gonna have small stuff at the house and primarily utilize satellite houses gotcha yeah so we pretty much yeah the satellite annex houses that's pretty much where we have our parties uh, which is nice, like down the main street of uh, like senior housing. And then for socials, so we'll rent out a bar. Um, so we'll get like a tab of what, five hundred bucks, a thousand bucks, like whatever. And then have, have socials there, like have the theme type thing or date parties. 
which is nice at the bar. So, cause a lot of schools do them in the house, but yeah, we'll, we'll all do that at the bar and have like a nice tab and everything and pretty much take over that part of the bar. I love that. We used to have, we like, so back before I joined, there was bar socials too, mm-hmm. but the moratorium was so strict that if there was more than it was either two or three people of the same organization at a bar, it was considered a social and then what the hell result suspension. That is ridiculous. What? You could be just hanging out with the boys and then get wrecked or something like that. So what? you, so yeah, even at the bars, you had to be careful. Like you would see cops like walking by like with body cams. You see people that work for like the university walking by bars. Like they weren't, they wouldn't go inside, but they'd walk by like with a video camera, just like filming through the windows. Jeez. Jeez. I know that it's 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 done now because like when I was back there a few weeks ago, there's people like in the bars like wearing like letters and stuff. But when I was there, that was not a thing. Oh yeah, we do not wear letters. At least our group does not in the bars. Right. I mean, honestly, I I don't like wearing letters in in bars. Regardless, like I think that I think that that instilled some good behavior in me of that I can't wear letters because. Now, now looking at it, like I've, I see people in bars every now and then wearing letters of like either their current org or like a previous one, mm-hmm. and it's like, dude, what are you, what are you doing like, wearing <laughs> that out here? Are you trying to like yeah. impress anybody? Yeah, it's that's how it is at us. Like we we were we're told not to, um, but others do. Which honestly, because I think there's a difference between that, because now we're starting to be able to get our parties parties registered officially. Because again, OU's been so strict. So we can pretty much have like a guest list. We can put a flag up. We, the previous parties, we couldn't put like our organization at all. And I think that's nice because if you have the flag up, it's more accountability. So like, let's say something bad were ever to happen, slim chance, whatever, then it's like, all right, it's these guys. But if it's like, there's no flag or anything, then you can pretty much like almost not sweep it under the rug. But you know, if people like people were underage or something like that. But now it's like when you have a flag up, it's it's more accountability. And I guess that's kind of what they say with letters out. I don't really know. They're pretty much like you don't want to just, just in case you do something stupid or whatever. I guess I understand it, but I don't know. It is what it is. No, I agree with that. And the thing that's like kind of scary is that during that moratorium, so like the further it went on, mm-hmm. the more like – the more we were willing to push – the like agenda of like getting caught and whatnot. So on our basement, on the wall, we have like, so we have an organization logo, massive logo there on the wall. And there was like on some girl's Snapchat story, her doing a handstand with like her legs spread open. And like the logo is like between her legs. Oh man. And I was like, Oh, if people know that logo, we are fucked. Yeah, that's oh my gosh, that's brutal. It, it it was it was not. I mean, I don't think anything resulted from it, but I just remember that picture. People took that picture and they also like had some group chats where that was like the like like on Group Me that was like the group picture. Yeah, that's oh my god. Yeah, they get to the wrong hand. It like honestly, it shouldn't be like like that's not even you know, but it's wild. It was to that point also, like, I, I don't know how strict, like, you guys were, like, with uh, with your stuff, but mm-hmm. they were saying, like, if if people could, like, we even had to, like, be 
uh, controlling about who would come into the parties because if some, if yeah, if some girl posts in her Snapchat story and she says, "SAE Fiji uh, Alpha Sig so mm-hmm. lit" and like has like a Snapchat of the party, that's yeah. bad news. Really, that's wild. I mean, I guess with the off-campus stuff, like again, we were told not to put any like letters up or anything, but now we can, I guess. But, but again, some others, like the houses that are like off campus, there's like a couple that are like off campus. They, like the school just doesn't care. It's so weird. It's so like, not double standards, but it's like, it makes no sense sometimes. But they would actually, the school, they would actually like not be okay with that if some girl like put that on a gunner story, something like that. So with like the accountability thing, that does just like bring me like a recent memory. So there was that one TikTok I had like a few days ago mm-hmm. over the weekend where I said uh, it was it was kind of a hot take, but it was like uh, girls are more safe. Oh yeah, at, I know. Yeah, at, at, a, at, at a frat party, if there's monitors and there's drivers, hundred percent. You agree? I think so too. Um, I think so too. Even though. Again, it's really fucked of how uh, a lot of like frats have had bad history with, you know, SA and, and stuff like that. And I also think that also stems to the interview process. I was talking to some like different groups and I'm like, do you guys, cause we ask all of our, our guys, like name a time when you were a gentleman to a girl or stuff like that, like different things like that. But it's like, I think it almost stems from that because um, you can't like, it's so bad cause it's, it's, you know, if, one person does something then the whole group's messed up but i mean sober if you got the sober monitors and drivers and stuff it's definitely it definitely makes things way more safer especially if you know you can manage who's in and who can come in and who can't because if you're at a bar like anything could happen you know right i mean i always just kind of had that opinion where it's like you're controlling who comes into the party so you know if there's like if there's anybody who's not in our organization who who are they? Where are they at? Mm-hmm. Okay, that that's them. Then you have like, I mean, you have multiple monitors. So you have one guy like at the door, then another yeah. couple guys or so inside. Oh, the one guy who we don't know is being kind of weird. Hey, chill. Okay, you're good. Hey, no worries. Exactly. Continue. Exactly. Exactly. And I like, so I've had that opinion like just personally, for, like from my experience, but I've also like. There's like a girl that I went out with a few times uh, down here. She went to the University of Michigan. She was in a sorority. Mm-hmm. And she agreed with me as well. She literally said that like, yeah, I mean, she said there are some organizations that she knew not to mess around with because like, first of all, they had a reputation and they were just, they, they were just more like bottom tier kind of. So yeah, more of a, uh, more of a wild card. So she said she never messed around with like them, but at the organizations that provided for people that people with structure, there's drivers, there's monitors. She said they're way more safe than going to like a random party or 100%. going out like to the bars. You hundred percent have to have that. And that also comes to when, when uh, you register parties for schools and stuff, because if the cops know, if the school knows about it, then the cops might know about it. Then it's like, all right, we know there's anything going on. Cause I was literally just talking to my friends about this last night. Like if you, Put yourself where the school is and there's a there's a party and you don't know what's going on who's going people like 99 percent of all or 
theoretically, every college party ever could be shut down for underage drinking. Like theoretic, almost every single one. So if the school like knows about it and knows, hey, there's uh, this thing set up, we have people watching door and everything like that, then they're being, they're going to understand it more. And, you know, that's, that's what's so important. And that's unfortunate how, you know, some ones that she went to couldn't have that, but you know, it's nice that there's like a, again, that accountability thing, because you got, you got to have people that, you know, risk management and stuff like that, or it's just, it's literally, you're rolling the dice of, of what you can go into. Absolutely. And it's, I, I don't know if it's where a lot of the, those hate comments on TikTok come from as well, but everybody, everybody hates on, uh, hates on the organizations for like the, the, who do you know here or like not letting, mm. not letting people in, but it's like, there's a lot of liability that you may not understand. I'm not saying every single one of you is going to be a problem for sure. But if, if one of you comes in and causes a problem, we're the ones that are going to get labeled as the problem when it was somebody who was just here and Mm -hmm. wasn't a part of it. That's the thing. So for our Halloween party and everything, um, Cause again, it's not like, a, it's not, it's at houses, but it's not. So um, it's like outside and stuff. So we'll be charging what 10 or so for guys or stuff like that. And girls are free and obviously, you know, close roommates and stuff like you'll be good with that. Uh, Cause you know, people like know them and everything Cause at least, you know um, at least they have that opportunity to, to go in and stuff, but you know, it's, you gotta be careful still with those people because you know, a lot of kids, you know, will just go from party to party and everything. But, you know, it's like we're not like too strict on that aspect, I guess. I mean, obviously, my roommates, like our other brother's roommates, the who do you know here? Like, obviously, like, you know, they they nailed that out of the park. But, yeah, I do. That does make sense. But for us, like, we're just trying to get as many people as possible too. sometimes. And I guess especially for Halloween. But so we'll be charging like 10 bucks. We're not saying it's going to offset any potential weird behavior, but we just got to be pre- be prepared to handle it when it happens. Absolutely. Yeah. Our Halloween parties were always the same thing. Like even though like we were more of a bar school mm-hmm. on Halloween, you just something about having like a party where you know everybody at it. It's the best. It's so much better than like going out in public, spending guaranteed money on cover yeah. and Probably hiked prices on the drinks too. In my last semester, um, going like at the university, so I had an interview on Friday morning for a job. So I was like, "Hey, I'm not trying to drink this night." So then they were like, "Hey, can you be a monitor for this?" And I was like, "Sure, mm-hmm. I, I can monitor it." So it's me. Everybody else who's a monitor is a pledge at the time, and they're like, "Well, you worked in the one bar for a year. Can you be the door guy?" And I was like, "Fuck, fine, I'll." <laughs> I'll be, I'll be the door guy. Uh, (laughs) I'll be the door guy. It's fine. Like, I mean, it's, it's not a big deal. And there was like, so the house that we had the party at, there was like one or two guys in the organization. And this is like a five or six bedroom house. The two Mm -hmm. guys in the org, everybody else is just unaffiliated with like anything. Mm -hmm. I, there was a huge miscommunication somewhere between either those guys are like risk management or between the two of them. Mm-hmm. And I did not know who lived in the house and who didn't. So there'd be like guys coming up saying like, I dude, I fucking live in this house. And <laughs> sit, like I'm, I'm yeah. sitting here like holding this guy back like from coming in. And it's like, 
I'm like, this guy's getting physical with me. I'm just doing what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. One of you didn't fucking do your job saying, Hey, this guy's coming in. Or if the guys, if a guy comes up with this name, let mm-hmm. him in. I wasn't told shit. So yeah, it's making like, me look what? like the bad guy as well. You were in a different, were you a different year from them too? So you probably didn't even like know these fucking people. So it's like, it's like, what? Well, like oh. one of the guys was even in my pledge class, but he was, he was one of those guys that, you know, he, uh, how do I describe him? I, I want to make a TikTok about this. It's like different types of pledges that every pledge class has. I would mm-hmm. describe this guy as the possible mistake bid. Like he just, this guy kind of sucks, but he doesn't do anything bad enough to be dropped. But he just yeah. like, there's something about him that's just like, what? Yeah, like he, yeah. he pays his dues and everything, I guess. But it's like, he he fulfills his obligations. He doesn't do anything bad enough to be dropped. But there's something there that's just like, dude, like, why? Gotta ask him more. We gotta, yeah, we gotta ask him more gentleman questions or something. <laughs> like shit. Literally, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's like you were getting wrecked for no reason. It's like, all right, well then, obviously, it's like what you were just trying to do your job. You get literally had a damn interview the next morning. It's like what that that would no, that was literally a thing that I brought up a chapter that week. I at the like so at the very end of our chapter, we have like a little sec, a session where where we talk about like any recent problems or like ongoing yeah. problems. And I was had to raise my hand, and I was like, I don't know if it's a miscommunication between the people in the house. Or risk management, but if there's people that aren't in the organization that I don't know working the door as a monitor who mm-hmm. are going to be coming in, I need to know about that in advance so I don't 100%. keep people out of their own house that they live in. Yeah, because then you seem bad, even though you just, you know, you didn't know you were doing your job. Like, what? Can't no, what 100%. Like, that's, oh, I'm getting, I'm getting just a little heated just remembering that yeah i told my friends to to come i like told them because all my friends like roommates are at the house like had some sus password they were throwing around i'm like dude just walk up and say this and see <laughs> see their face to see what they <laughs> to see what they say or something so like yeah just that's, I, I, that, door is fun though I'll, like i'll walk up there and i'll just like fuck with like random people like not like too hard i'll just be like yeah it's actually 100 bucks or whatever and just to see their face i'm like nah like whatever just five to get in 10 bucks to get in or some shit and and that's like another thing is that just i mean even if like those people coming up uh like to to the party trying to get in Mm -hmm. another thing that like they should have even been told by the people who invited them is don't come up and act tough and like yeah choose violence as your answer because like one of the guys that lived there one of the guy, one of the guys that lived in the house, as I said, like it's his house. I'm not trying to be a dick to keep you out of it, but to put in some perspective, I think this guy used to be a wrestler, so he's like a little bit of like a hothead. So like he comes up and like he he puts his hand on my chest and like just pushes Whoa. me against the door frame, and he was like, "I fucking live in this house," and I was like, "All right, I'm gonna have to talk to somebody about this. Like this is there's the there fuck? there's there there is some problem here that goes beyond the two of us." Yeah, what? He could have just been like, yo, oh, I was just letting you know I live here. Like, why does people got to get physical for no reason, man? Like, what? I don't know. Some people some people are just crazy like that. I had a guy this last weekend that uh, I was just literally walking 
downtown West Palm and this mm-hmm. guy, like maybe I was more, more drunk than I should have been. But like, I literally like walked past this guy. I didn't even like think I did anything. And then this guy's like yelling at one of the guys I'm with. And he's like, your boy fucking knocked my drink over and spilled tequila all over me. So I'm like, I'm just kind of like walking away. Like, oh, this guy's fucking crazy. Then he's like, he's yeah. chirping me hard. He's like, yeah, that's right. Fucking walk away. Oh, fuck, dude. And then I, I stopped there and I was like, what? Just like laughing. I'm like, what's, what are you, are what are you, you yelling about? And he's like, you fucking knocked the drink over. And I was like, oh, I didn't even realize it. Then he's like, are you going to fucking apologize? Sorry, I, I didn't realize I did it. Like, does that does that fix your problem? Mm-hmm. He was somebody that he he wanted me to escalate, but I was just like, sorry, whatever. I don't know why. Like, I try not to. I'm like a lover, like not a fighter, I guess. I, you know, I try to tell myself, but man, some people just try to, it's like, go crazy. And then, because then when you give them that chill response, they're so like off they're so like confused by it. They don't even know how to react. It's like, guys like what? He's trying to fight this guy. And he's just like, Oh, sorry. Like what? That's even like what I'm talking about. Like with going to like away games and stuff, because like sometimes like if you, if people come up and chirp, they almost expect you to like chirp them back or escalate it. And then I'm the kind of person who like laughs at it and is like, and is like, yeah. Oh Yeah. You probably are gonna kick our ass today, but that's what, yeah, hey, literally. Cheers, let's have a good time. Until yeah, like, then. seriously, at the there's a darty. It's like one of the big parties of the year, and I'm not even like a Yankees fan, but I was like, oh, baseball jerseys are cool. I'll buy a Derek Jeter jersey. It's pretty sick. Whatever the pinstripes. Don't even really watch baseball. I got so many fuck the Yankees at the end of the day. I was like, yeah, fuck them. I hate them too, and they were so confused because I was just like laughing at the end of the time. I'm like. Dude, I don't even, bro. It's just a cool jersey. I'm like, whatever. I'm just trying to, you know, wear this. Jersey. And they were so confused. It was, it's like, what? I don't know. It's just, it's like sometimes you just gotta like laugh, you know. Okay, so there was one thing you said a few minutes ago about, and you like, is that like thing you like you make the pledges do, where it's like you have an example of you being a gentleman to a woman? Yeah. Yeah. So for our interview process, which is usually on the Friday, so we'll ask like you know, some dumb questions, like favorite porn star, I guess. Uh, if you could throw the craziest part, you're like, what would you, whatever, if you had no budget, then it'll be like, all right, name a time when you demonstrated yourself, like being a gentleman, uh, name something that you, uh, your peers said was wrong, but you knew you were right and you had to do it. Stuff like that. It's like stuff that actually gets you thinking. Um, and just other things like that. Cause we have, cause I literally was talking to these, like other schools and they were like, yeah, we don't do that. It's like, what? You got to ask out, you got to like find out some of those questions to see if, you know, like they were like, yeah, like we judge them on how they play Pong. It's like, all right, you could be good at Pong, but are you good around like women and stuff? It's like, what? So it's like wild to hear. So like one thing that that kind of reminds me of, this was that first semester uh, when I was like, yeah, I was, I was a pledge Mm. and we were paired with, so like, I will humbly say we were like a very mid, upper mid tier house. Mm-hmm. And we were paired with a sorority who's just like the undisputed top house, the straight queens on campus. Mm-hmm. And like, we, we were paired with them for homecoming. And they, so we had a social organized with them. They showed up only for like one hour. But Did you make a TikTok on there? 
No, this is like okay because I th- I thought it was the one I was referring to earlier. This was like five years ago, before like TikTok was even a thing. There, it might have still been musically at that time. I don't even know, mm-hmm. but this was like five years ago, and uh, these these girls show up and like it's like a middle school dance. Like they're over there. They don't want to talk to us. They're quote unquote yeah. too good for us. And I was like just walking around, like between like getting a drink, coming out, like talking to people. Mm-hmm. And this one girl and her friend walk up to me and she says, Hey, she needs a drink. And I just, I kind of just like looked at them, started laughing. <laughs> and I said, it's in there. You're like, nah, fuck that. <laughs> I, I, I'm not a butler. And then, like, some guy was like, bro, go get them fucking drinks. And I was like, dude, there's no, they're just going to walk away. Yeah, they're not taking any time out of their, their day. See, I would have had a hope. Like, I would have been like, let's go get one. Let's, what are your names? But, like, probably at that point, if it's, if it was so, like, late, you know, if it was all hope, this lost, was I'm like, nah, fuck that. <laughs> This may have been the first mingle of the night between the two of them. And come on, get us a drink. Is that really the best yeah, icebreaker? No, 100%. And I probably, if it was like the first thing, then nah. But if it was like it, there was communication earlier, so. Like that's what I mean. There was a there was a clear division between like, between them and us. Yeah. And I don't know if any, if any of the actives knew about it. That potentially would have put me on a review. I I don't know, but mm-hmm. I remember the next day we were cleaning the house and get, some guys were like, "Oh, you probably should have just got them the drinks." And I was like, "No, sir." Like, I didn't see you guys talking to them. Like, what? Yeah, like, did, did you have any come up to you to ask for a drink? <laughs> yeah, seriously though, that happened. I'm uh, sitting here. It's weird. It's like, yeah, you're sitting there like, what? What do I do? I was sitting there laughing about the situation, like, oh, yeah, these girls tried to get me to slave them some drinks, mm-hmm. and I just laughed in their face. And I, you know, like, I, guess it, yeah. I, I guess it made me look like a not gentleman or like a maybe a dick. <laughs> but, you know, 20 minutes later, everybody was gone. Maybe, maybe because I didn't get those two girls a drink. Who knows? Oh, I- Honestly, it was probably a power move. Honestly, at the end of the day, like we had a we had a social like that. It was like last year, I guess. And for whatever, I guess we weren't really close with them. They're like a, uh, like you know, pretty good looking uh, girls who already and everything. But you know, it was like so last minute. Like it was kind of disappointing. And not many of them showed up to the, to the social. And I'm like, oh, this sucks. Like we have all these. It felt like a middle school dance type thing. I'm like, damn, this sucks. But I'm like you know what? Fuck it. Like, let me go make the best of it. There's a group of girls. I'm like, grab one of my other, like really social friends. And we were just talking and everything. I was like, yeah, like, you know, ha- some half of them even had boyfriends, but we're still there. I'm like, you know, they were pretty cool and everything. And it's just like, it's so tough. Like just the start. It's like, man, like really? Like how old are we now? It's like girls are allowed to talk to guys too. It can't, you know, it shouldn't just be It's like, if I don't say a word, like there's no conversation all night, you know? The initial ice break is just the, the toughest. Like if people are already mingling and then you walk up to mm-hmm. like a a group of women and you're like, Hey, what's up? Then it's not it's like not different, but that first 
that first interaction is yeah being being that person is tough especially sober in the night too the night's just starting yeah you're still working on it yeah need to make the confidence wait so you said that your organization has no house yeah so uh, we do not have a house. They lost it in what 2011. Um, they were selling drugs through the front of the house. Probably not the best idea. And there was like huge yikes. Yeah, huge yikes. Hard drugs. Um, and the uh, the police were like, "Oh, it's, there's something weird going on." So they went in the like went in the house or knocked on the door. Smell weed. They're like, "All right, this is." And this was like 15 years ago or whatever, or 10 years ago. So weed was like, you know, pretty dicey, I guess. And, you know, smelled the weed. And then they found like a bunch of different stuff. And they had already a bunch of, diff- like, I was like reading about it the other day. They were setting like fires in the house being just fucking idiots. And then, so <laughs> like stupid. Like I, I, if I saw these guys, I'm like, you guys, thanks a lot. I know we're brothers, but dude, I do not like you right now. Um, and it gets worse. So. After they, but they, the, they probably would be fun to be around, not oh, like when you're a part of the same organization, but like if you guys are on like spring break together, oh, dangerous. Crazy. But it was just like, a, it's, it's like, fuck, like you guys like screwed us because so the money that they made, like the money that they had, they didn't invest it or anything. So I just sat there and they lost like a bunch of money, I guess. And our advisor, it's just uh, – we're getting a new one. Thank God. Getting a new one. This guy's awesome. But our advisor was like, yeah, I don't really think you guys should be living in any of these houses. I'm like, dude, what? Like what's like, what's the point? He's like, yeah, I don't know. He was just so stingy and everything for no reason. Like for, for, how, for how big we are at school, like we're – I'd definitely say we're pretty top tier. Without a house, like pretty legit. You know, like we've been busting our ass and everything, getting the word out. But it's like, man, this this advisor. Thank God he, we're like voting him out and stuff because he was just holding us back. I mean, it's like a house, you know, can't throw parties, but it's nice to have. You get the get the letters in front. Um, it's just like annoying how previous guys kind of screwed it up. But yeah, they had so many warnings too. They were like, I don't know, fires. Apparently, some girl fell on glass. It's like, jeez, <laughs> broken glass. Like, yeah, stuff. I guess that. Seen. I guess that might be that might be too much. Yeah. Uh, but besides that, yeah, I mean, you do like the crazy people do have a time and a place, but if it's, if it's in, in the organization, if it's in the charter house, yeah, that's a, With I can see how that too. can, Multiple warnings. Come on now. <laughs> and then even, yeah, I was reading the article and the risk management guy was like, yeah, I think it's stupid. And then it says that the previous week, some girl fell on broken glass both of her knees like were bleeding. It's like, dude, what? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> like, what do you mean, bro? <laughs> Doesn't like risk management have the authority to like say we're not doing this? I I thought they do. That that's what I thought the thing was for. I don't know. That's that's impressive though. If you guys have a good presence without even a chapter house, because mm-hmm. I know that on our campus we had like one of those chapters that didn't have a house because they were kicked off campus like i think two or three times before Mm -hmm. this new uh colony was formed and like there was like yes like 50 some guys that were in them and all these guys were like for a for a for for a fraternity that had no house these were some like quality guys Mm -hmm. 
you know, I, I had a bid from them. I just, at the end of the day, just like not having that house was a, it, it was tough for me to not accept the bid from them, but that was like a deal breaker. It's different too. Like, you know, throwing being able to throw parties and tailgates and all that. It's definitely like a big part, you know, of it. So I don't blame you. Right. I know we've kind of been like bouncing around like about to, like different talking about different stuff, but mm-hmm. going back to your organization, what was it during recruitments initially that made you, that drew you to them? That's a, that's a good question. They, when I like walked up, number one, they were all like supportive, not supportive, but like engaging. And that wasn't the same for a lot of other houses. They're all asking me about me. Like everyone, like even they told us to, when we were asked to like recruit, obviously what's your name major, like whatever, but it was like more about like, what about you and, and everything? Like what makes you work with stuff like that? Like, it was like, they felt to actually like, get to know you and everyone was so engaging. Like there wasn't one that stood out or anything like that. Like everyone was coming up to me and being so nice. And for, you think that's like the bare minimum, but for others that just wouldn't, it just wasn't like that. Like others, like I walked into their house and I was like, everyone's like, dude, who's this guy? It's like, bro, like I just felt so awkward. Um, and everyone was so cool and their values like really like stuck out. Like I can, I'll be, I, I have the, I have a shirt on, so I don't really care, but, uh, uh, it's, it's, uh, for it's the values are slag. It's like scholars, leaders, athletes, gentlemen, which I liked a lot, you know, study hard in school, do well, um, and then just be like a kind person to other people. And they also didn't have a a bad rep at all. Like there wasn't any rep at all. Cause I didn't want to associate myself with a group that had like a bad, like I didn't want to be like, oh, I'm in this group or this group. And someone's like, oh, what? Like that was, you know, it, it sounds stupid. Like try not to care what other people think, but it's like at the end of the day, you know, if it's like a bad rep of people, you know, girls getting messed, like a bad history. It's like not something I was with, but everyone was so kind. At, you know, the values were awesome. Yeah, recruitment definitely like is a it's an awkward process for certain organizations. I mm-hmm. I, I I know what you're saying. Where some guys are just like, "Who's this guy?" There, there was like one house that I remember. Like, so I, I don't know how the rush worked at uh, at Ohio. We had mm-hmm. it where there's one day of like the fraternity fair. So there's only like five guys with each organization. Mm-hmm. You go around basically like learn where the events are. Like are they're hosting it at some bar. They're at some, they're at the chapter house. Yeah. They're, they're wherever during that fair. There was one organization that probably my top pick at just from the fair alone, the five guys I met all social, all wanting mm-hmm. to get to know me once their house the next day. And every guy is just like, douchebag they're like yeah oh, what's up and then like some guys i'm talking to are just like yeah yeah and then they just like turn away and don't even say like well i'm gonna catch up with so-and-so they just i'm still standing here but they just like turn away it's so awkward like, like that's the thing with us we're we're always saying like hey make sure to pass it on like if you're talking to some guy at recruitment be like oh you're from columbus my friend columbus as well and stuff like that like just keep it going um all the time and like I always tell people, like I know I feel like I look like a douche, but I don't think I am. At least, you know, I try not to be. So it was definitely nice that that people that I was talking to were actually like cool people and actually like cared about different things. 
the brotherhood and stuff like that. So. But yeah, that's so weird. And because we had a similar thing, like five event, like five guys, but we made sure there was at least fifteen guys. Like we were, we were making sure like a, a majority of the group was there at every single time. Some tables only had three people, but we had probably like 10, 15 or so. So what was after that? You said, then you went to the house and what was your uh, like third? So there was a, uh, yes. Yeah, so there was the one day of the fraternity fair. Then there was three days of open recruitment where it's not organized. You basically just, there's a three hour window and you go mm-hmm. to whatever organizations you want to go to during that time, which yeah. Truthfully, it would be nice if it was a little bit more structured so that way you get a chance to actually check out every single house. Mm-hmm. Like sororities, they talk about how much it sucks. Maybe sorority recruitment is too strict, but yeah. it'd be it's at least you get to check out every single house. Fraternity yeah. recruitment impossible, it's not happening. No. No. I like I kind of like how sororities do it in a sense with it. Like you you're forced to go to every single place and forced to go to every single thing. Cuz you could be at one place, you talk to it a lot. And then, you know, you're there the entire day and like, you're like, oh, should I wish I went to that one? Then maybe the next day it's like, ooh, I don't know. I don't know. Day two is not good. So that's really, I don't know why. Like, and it's so funny. Like I hear girls are like, we do all these things and dresses and guys will have like a cook, like burgers, play pong. It's like, yeah, we kind of have it decently easy compared to some of these sororities. You show up wearing like a t-shirt and some shorts, just like something you'd wear to class. Yeah. Obviously like you... You somewhat take care of yourself, but you're not like you're not put on a suit or no. anything like that. Not until I mean, so there's there's a three days of rush and then the fourth day is prep round. Yeah. And then prep night is yeah, like you dress up nice. Yeah, gotcha. That's what similar to what we had as well. We had like a we'd have like a dinner for the fourth night and then interviews for the that fifth on final day on Friday. Then we do voting and then Sunday or something. Or something like that. Yeah. So for um, at our at our school it was known that like if you get invited for prep rounds, you're basically guaranteed to get a bid. But mm-hmm. the way that my chapter was ran was that if you get invited to the prep rounds, you it's announced at the dinner that you that we all had got bids. Oh really? Yeah. So you you know right then um, that you have this as an option. The day after prep round is the what's called maybe you have it too. It's called the no contact day, where mm-hmm. like you can't text any PNMs, you can't talk to them if you walk past them to like try and influence them. But they have that day to think about. I like uh, that. who they went to, who they went to for prep round, and typically on during the prep night you can you, there's only time to go to two chapters, so it's between those top two. Yeah, if if they went to two, whereas like you you mentioned that like when you rushed. For the second time, you suicide rushed. Mm-hmm. Like if if you suicide rush and you get a bid, you're at that point, you know, you're down to one choice. Yeah, I was pretty much guaranteed to get one. Is either if I was like accepting or not. Um, but did uh did you do two rushes as well? So was did they both offer bids that same night on that? So the two organizations that I went to. So one of so I I got three bids. There there was the one bid from the organization I told you about earlier. Mm-hmm. They didn't have a house, but I liked everybody I talked to. They were a bunch of solid guys, but I just it was hard to wrap my head around not having that house to go to. You need the house, yeah. The other two that I got the bid from, I actually got the bid from one of them, the one I didn't join. Uh, after that third night of 
of the open rush. I just got a, I got a call from one of the guys I talked to a lot. I think he was like either the recruitment guy or like the president or something. Mm-hmm. Just a great guy. Got along with him well. I missed the call, but I got his voicemail and he said that we're going to offer you a bid. And I said, hey, um, I don't know if I want to accept it, but I'll for sure be at the pref round tomorrow. I went to the Sweet. organization I did join. Their pref round was just – their pref night was just so well put together. And then mm-hmm. I saw the guys who would have been like my potential pledge class. And I was like, wow, this is like actually really, really well put together. I went to the other house that I thought I was going to join it. And it was just like kind of the same old, same old, talk to the same guys. I saw the guys who would be in my pledge class. And I was like, yeah, you guys are all right. And it was Nothing like it, I felt – I felt so bad to not take the bid from them because of like how high interest I had during those three days of recruitment. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I think yeah. I made the right choice. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, what did you mean when you said everything was like, like were organized? Like what did you guys like have set up that, or what did they have set up that stood out? And I'm sure you guys did the same thing for the next coming years. If it, if it worked out with you. Yeah, it was called. So our pref round is called steaks and stogies. So mm-hmm. you come in, they have a nice steak dinner, completely like fresh grilled for everybody. Everything is like just a bunch of high quality, high quality meals. Then they come in, they have the vice president. So the vice president of our organization is the guy that handles recruitment. I don't know mm-hmm. if every chapter is like that. He comes in, he talks about, uh, welcome to the pref rounds. We all chose you out of here because of, we, we liked you guys during recruitment. Hopefully you guys like us too. And we want to extend bids to all you. He talks about what he likes about the organization, why he joined. The president comes up, talks about the same thing, why he joined, uh, what he likes about the organization. And then after like the dinner, right then when the, 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 the president, vice president talk, we go upstairs out in the front yard, smoke cigars. And then anybody else who was uh, invited to the pref round. So that's basically guys during recruitment who were talking to a lot of other PNMs, very social. They were invited, mm-hmm. so they're also socializing with everybody. It was just – it just seemed really sophisticated. Yeah, I like that a lot. That We did uh, pretty much a similar thing. We had like a recruitment chair just because I guess how much it was. But the VP and the president obviously were pretty involved. And I, almost everything we, we did is what you were saying. Yeah, you know, had like a nice slideshow, you know, talking about the alumni fa- or famous alumni and stuff, cool pictures and, and stuff like that. And – yeah, I mean that's good that you know it's really that easy. Just you know, it's presentable. You know, it's like I guess going into an interview or whatever. It was a tough choice. It was it was stressful honestly because that was also like when I was transferring from junior college to the university. Mm-hmm. Another TikTok that I have that got a bunch of views and a bunch of hate on it was I was talking about how much harder the university was than community college. So I'm going through this transition into university. Mm-hmm. It's tough and then i'm also on top of that have to figure out which organizations i want to go to during recruitment oh i have a bid from these few what which ones do i actually want to join and exactly you know living on just campus and and stuff it's you know it's a completely different um thing like it's even alone i'm sure i'm surprised you did it right away instead of waiting because you said you were junior was would that mean you were junior when you rushed Fall semester, junior year. Gotcha. Yeah, that definitely was stressful for sure. Because that's the thing. Like, you know, I'm glad I rushed as a junior. 
but it sucks because all the PC kids are younger than me and I'm getting really close to these guys and it sucks that I'm leaving. And I'm sure that happened to you as well. Yeah. A lot of the, I mean, most of the guys that I was close with graduated spring of last year. Mm-hmm. So I, it was nice having the option of like, I could always go back and visit for the next couple of years. Like now, yeah, like when nice. I went back there a couple of weeks ago, the guys that I was hanging out with were pledges when I was a fifth year in my last semester. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I basically got to meet you guys. Then I dipped. That's wild. That's kind of like cool. To see, though. <laughs> it, it, it was cool to see like these guys are seniors now about to graduate in the spring and they're, they're running the chapter. That's that, crazy. Can't imagine that. That's gonna be weird to see. Damn. It, it it was weird to see, but the thing is, like everybody's like older now. There was like, I swear, half the guys that I came across, I would like look at them, then look away, then look back and be like, oh, I didn't recognize you because you have like facial hair now. That's crazy. I can't even imagine. That's the thing too. It's like I was even talking about this today to one of my friends, and we're like. Like, you know, we have a really good fall PC, but we're like almost worried that, you know, cause it's, I mean, I think it's just like that. It happens with everyone that you want the same values to stick. Like every, you know, every fraternity has great values, right? That's just how, that's how they're made, but it's up to them to, to actually go with it and stuff. And it's like, once you're, once you're getting out of there, it's like, you know, you, hopefully it stays down. And, you know, even though you have like a good PC, it's all about that like foundation and everything. And hopefully those guys were still carrying out the same values uh, for you when you saw them and everything. Yeah, there was like more. It seemed it seemed like there was like a little bit more like organization and structure to it. Um, because like, for example, they were saying that now it's like a standard practice where the sophomores live in the chapter house. Mm-hmm. And then once you become a once you once you're past being a sophomore then you don't live in anymore Gotcha. because like i know that back there in my time there was people that were some guys lived in the chapter house for like two three years even and i i mean that's normally like how, how the frat houses are is that like you have just sophomores in there pretty much yeah that's what i uh only said OU is as well so yeah it was just like there's just like some stuff that's changed, but for the most part, it's like remain. It's like, for the most part, it's the same. And I mean, honestly, like I, I don't really see any way that I would have a problem if it was like ran differently. Like I, I, I don't know. I haven't been in a situation yet where I might have a problem with something. Mm-hmm. But the way I see it, as long as it's still there, as long as they haven't gotten themselves kicked off campus, I can go back and appreciate uh, where it's at. Yeah, especially too, because um, again, like our like upcoming guys are awesome and stuff, and we still down the house. But we're I was just talking to my friend who's also a senior because we were like when we were freshmen, like oh we're gonna get a house like this year and everything. But we're saying like you know with our trajectory when if we ever come back you know to visit alumni weekend or whatever different time, it's gonna be cool to see like the progression because you know we we're putting all the hard work in. And, you know, be able to look back, oh, we got a house, we got all this stuff, we're thriving. It's nice to see, it, you know, take off, I guess. I just, yeah, I, w- I want to be able to go back to it and see that, like, they still have the same house. Maybe mm. that house has been expanded on, like, size-wise or just, like, mm-hmm. the chapter's grown to this amount. Like, I know the composites are bigger now, for example, than oh, the wow. time that I was there. 
like, yeah, they said they're about to break like a hundred members. And I was saying like, wow, we, we ever, we danced around like 80, 90 people, something like, but never broke triple digits when I was there. And it's, it's crazy. Like, I mean, yeah, it's cool to see everything growing. I just hope that with, with growing big, you guys don't start doing anything dumb because still be selective. Yeah. Sometimes like being one of those bigger chapters, you just, there's more that you think you can get away with that you can't. Like mm-hmm. my uh, my senior year, there was like a few chapters that got kicked off for just like dumb hazing stuff. It's like mm-hmm. one of them is like they were putting hot sauce in a kid's eye. Another Jesus. one is like they're they're making kids swim through a pool full of like broken glass and stuff. And fucking idiots. What what's the purpose behind that? Uh, there is none. And I told all them too. And I said, I said if I get hazed bad by a freshman, I'm not doing this. I said, I got my friends, like, whatever. I'll be fine doing this. And I was like, it just makes no sense. It's like even – because our uh, PC, the one that, you know, just got initiated, they, we had, like, you know, tasks for all of them and stuff. And and then they were like – after they got – we're like, oh, we want to haze the people under us. It's like, wait a second. Usually people, when they, you know, they – go through like pledging or whatever it's brutal because it's like they did it then they like those people did it then it happened it's like a chain effect but it's like you know why would you want to because it's like oh i if they did it or i had to do it or if they got to do it because i had to do it type of thing it's like wait a second bro what we weren't even like that strict on you guys how does that make sense it's like it compounds and compounds on top of each other exactly a bylaw that I wanted to implement that I never got the chance to before I graduated, but I was trying to implement, you cannot be a part of like the pledge masters committee unless you had been initiated already a full semester. Because in my experience, the people that always had the most to do with the new members were people that just got initiated. So they're just, they're all, they're all excited about Ooh, what can we do these? What can we do for these new guys to? It's like you didn't have to do just, any of that. Like what? Yeah. No, literally, literally, exactly. Like I, I'm not gonna say too much here. Yeah. But I'm all. I'm completely. I I support anything that has purpose behind it, like teaching new members the history of the chapter, 100%. the values of the chapter, 100%. the uh, like what what it means to to wear the letters. Uh, Alphabet, like obviously. The, like what our letters mean, our, our three letters, uh, like we have like we had we had a book for our chapter. It's like as when you're a pledge, this is your Bible that you need to study. You need to know about what our philanthropy stands for. Yep. And there's like these formal rituals that are a part of the chapter and they're sacred and we take them very seriously. But everything we do has purpose behind it. We're not going to make you drink dangerous amounts of alcohol that could put you on the couch when you should have gone to the hospital. We're not going to piss on you. We're having a Bowling Green. Literally like what? Last, last year, literally some dude died. Bowling Green. And uh, for what happened to do a bottle of Jack Daniels or something on big brother night or something like that. It's like shit, bro. That's supposed to be like a fun, like a fun night. It's like sad. Yeah. So, yeah, but it's unfortunate. Sense, stuff. Like, you know, like you should be able to know that stuff. And they pretty much told us, they're like, you guys need to know this Greek alphabet. Because number one, if you go to another school or you walk by a frat or sorority house and you don't know what it is and you're in Greek life, that just makes you look bad. I'm like, 
yeah, that's facts, you know? And you should be able to know that kind of stuff. And you should be able to know, like, the, your guys' names and, and everything like that because, you know, that's just how it is. Like, you're supposed to – but for just dumb, like, pointless things, like – some of it's like, yeah, some of it's funny in a sense, but others it's like, come on, even I'm a senior, I'm like, come on, bro. Like, let's it's, not like do this. Funny. Like it's, it's kind of funny, but at the same time, like, come on, that just, that's not gonna, that's not gonna build brotherhood. Like there was an, another chapter on our campus that got kicked off that same semester I was talking about mm-hmm. during their initiation week, the pledges in the, that were living in the basement of the house were not allowed to use the bathrooms. So they literally just had to do all their business in their pants. It's like, why? It's like, why? It doesn't make no sense. Like, why? like, like I'm, I'm, I'm hearing about it and I'm like, okay, like that's, it's like, it's a little funny, but like, come yeah. on, that's, there's, there's no purpose behind that. There's none. There's, there's literally none. And I've heard that multiple times. Other like stuff as well. I heard, I heard one, uh, these dudes had to, uh, fuck a banana peel. <laughs> like, funny as fuck. <laughs> funny as fuck, but like, what? No purpose. It's like, number one, too. Are there guys watching that? Or like, how does that, like, how do you, how do we know it's, you know? Like, I'm not, I don't want to watch a dude, like, do that. Like, me personally, I'm like, I don't know. It's just, it's another, so weird. Another, another example, uh. Another chapter that got kicked off on our campus. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how well it's known among all of Greek life. They did a thing that was called the chocolate milk. Is that a well-known mm-hmm. thing national nationally? I think so. Maybe. I'm not sure. That, that's something So there's a kiddie pool that's full of chocolate milk. They tell, like, all the all the pledges get a straw, and they say, you guys have... <laughs> I don't know. Two minutes to drink all this chocolate milk out of the kiddie pool. If there's a lot of you drinking it, it's it's going down pretty quick. That's true. Yeah. So they they drink the chocolate milk, and then after they drink all the chocolate milk, they show all the pledges a video of other guys jacking off into the kiddie pool chocolate milk. No way. They no wasn't. Did they actually do it or was it like a joke to fuck with them? This is a rumor that I've Whoa. heard. So I don't know. I don't know the truth about it or not, but that's a rumor I've, I've heard. Whoa. See, I think even I would never do anything like this, but you'd think it's like they did it. Like that chocolate milk was actually just chocolate. Cause you'd be able to, you think you get, I don't know how the like cons- the consistency of it. <laughs> Oh, what the? That is so foul. That is just like. I don't want to. I don't want to like a little jerk, jerk circle. To all your boys. You would. Like, you. you would. You would still see that video afterwards after drinking the chocolate milk, and you'd be like, you'd still just feel disgusted. Oh, you pull drink right away, or something like this. I thought I was like, oh, drinking chocolate milk. I'm like, oh, that's not terrible. I've heard people had to. Uh, Sort fruit or the fruity pebbles by color, like it's kind of funny. Um, oh, that that's good. I like yeah, that. Right, and uh, yeah, it's kind of funny. But I was like, oh, Benicates, okay. yeah, that is that is foul. That is terrible. I don't know. It's 
it's nice. It's like lighting up a little bit. Like obviously pledge talk is huge. I'm sure you've seen it. Like it's a lot of my for you page right now is like those guys, like a TikTok pledge or whatever. And they got to do like dances or whatever. And all the girls, they love it too. The girls like are obsessed to it too. Like there was one that was like, good morning, the girls of Chi Omega. Good morning, the girls of Alpha Z and whatever. They had to go to each of the houses. Blowing up too. I've seen a lot of those, and I think they're kind of dumb. I like just it's oh think it's about, terrible, but it's, it's like funny as fuck like to laugh at. Think now. about how much of a hassle that is, because like I don't know like if at your campus if all the houses are in the same area. On our yeah. campus, the sororities are spread out. There's like oh. some that are right near campus. Most mm. of them are like southeast of campus, but they're not even like in a row. They're like mm. blocks apart from each other. Yeah. Yeah, all of ours are pretty much in a row. I, I, I think I told my friend, I said, dude, you want to do this for fun? I think it'll go viral. No, we, still, we still might because it's all pretty much like on a street. And like the, I think the girls would like think it funny. But yeah, oh, if it's like spread out and stuff and and if it's like, yeah, the stuff thing, it's like some of the stuff is like forced too. Um, that's kind of that's kind of brutal. Some of them are, oof, brutal. The biggest part. thing that I've seen on my For You page that's like in the pledge talk was that's mm-hmm. like the, the song wolves. Oh, that's like, terrible. That's so bad. I'm the alpha. I'm the leader. It's like that's the bad. first time, the first time I saw it, I thought it was funny how the guy like put the wolf filter on. Yeah. And he was like, Oh, then he starts like doing <laughs> the hands. It that's was funny, bad. but so many people have copied it. Oh yeah. Everyone's doing it now. It's, Oh my gosh. The, da- the, um, the zins that shit is hilarious like uh like they'll do like they'll grab a you know pack one of these and they'll like um they'll all be the guys saluting like in a row and they'll walk by and they'll give it to them with like the oh, uh, yeah like the chetty sound and it's like hashtag pledge talk or some something like that that the upper is, deck upper decky yeah. gummy oh my god we've been saying that like crazy it's it's just a part of us now it's so funny in Wait, uh in Athens, is there a is there a DPDO? Yeah, yeah. It used to be on like our main street, but now it's a little off campus. But I get the what the mac and pork or something like that. That one was pretty good. Okay, because it was it was either in Poncheros or it was in DPDO. But I just know that I, when I was back in Iowa City a few weeks ago, there was some guy that was like, I don't know if these were girls that he knew or if he was just like chanting the upper decky gummy thing to them but like he knew like the whole sound like mm-hmm. he had the whole thing memorized and he was just no like way. yelling it at them he was like That's upper decky gummy furred up because i've been saying furred since i was like 14 from hockey and stuff and then and like all my like one of my like really good friends who's in our uh, fraternity he didn't rush those sophomore but we were friends since freshman year and stuff and we all like would always say it and now everyone's like in in our fraternity is now saying and now you know with chetty saying it now every now every like dude ever's like saying it i mean obviously it was big through hockey and stuff but it's so funny now like it's just such a meme it's great he's a nice guy too i talked to him a couple times um he's, like, chetty from college tour yeah he's killing it so from like your following on tiktok have you acquired any like uh brand deals from that mm-hmm. i've done a couple 
I've done one through AT&T Spectrum. I did one through Meyer, which is like a, like a grocery store chain. The biggest, I did yep. one with, what's up? What, oh, what'd you got? Oh, no, I'm familiar with Myers. yeah. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. And then the biggest one was Wattpad, which is like a, I don't know if you know uh, about that, but it's like a website you can like read stories, I guess. It's like read books. Um, that one, that one was pretty cool. Uh, that one was probably the biggest. And then I got to create my own fragrance through this website called Scentcraft. And then I guess some other small ones too. But those are the ones that like stick out. It's really cool. Thank you. So do you think, uh, do you think content creation is, uh, is your forte from the following you've built on TikTok? Hmm. I think so. I mean, I've, I've made YouTube videos ever since I was like 12. I'm not like posting. I, or I post like some like short movies, like, you know, just stupid stuff with friends or like hockey videos when I was like, you know, really young. So I've always kind of done it. Then I did had Vine. Never really had Musical.ly because, you know, I didn't really have it at the time. I was like, ah. But yeah, I don't know. Like I've always loved doing it. And I don't know. It's a good time. You know, get to reach out to people all over the world and stuff and connect with people and, you know, make some people's days, which is, it's a blessing. Uh, I remember I had TikTok back in 2018 when it first converted from Musical.ly to TikTok. Mm. And I was like, ah, this is stupid. It's a wannabe vine. It's not going to go anywhere. And boy, was I wrong. Exactly. If I would have just started making stuff back then who knows like where it would be now mm-hmm. exactly it's the no, same boat it's the worst I'd, same boat i've been making like videos and stuff since i was like yeah like middle school as cringe as it is like i look back at it now and it's like why did i spend so much time and money doing it but back like in a late middle school high school on playing cod I was like, I used to make trick shot videos and stuff. Like I was, one, I was one of those guys. Everyone was doing that though. Like that was like the thing, you know, phase and, and everything. Like that was, that was, that was it. You know, I was doing this for like years though. Like, and I was also like doing video editing with it. So like I would edit montages and stuff and mm-hmm. <laughs> I look back and it's like, I can't believe I used to do that. How it be. Like I was told, uh, if you don't look back at your old videos and like laugh or whatever, it's just that's just part of the progress, you know. Right. No, like the way, like the way you said, you get to reach people around the world, and you know, if you can make some, if you can make somebody brighten up on their day, then uh, then yeah, that's that's good enough for me. Beats all the haters for sure. Yeah. Well, so we are a little over an hour and a half here. Is there? Uh, anything that we are missing that uh, you you had thought about but hadn't got the chance to mention already? Uh, yeah, real quick. Um, so again, it's my last year, and everything with you know uh, graduating. Is there anything I could do to uh, to make this semester like stand out the best, or anything like that you looking back on or wish you did, you know, either in college or Greek life or in general? Because you know, I don't like. 
the reason, one of the main reasons I joined too was like, I didn't want to grow up and look back and be like, oh, I wish I did this, this, this type thing. So that's my question, I guess, to you. Yeah. Um, that, that's a, that, that, that is a great, great question. Um, so you, are you graduating in the spring? Yeah. I would say just, um, I don't know like, if the guys you hang out with are also like, see if your pledge class was younger, if they're also younger guys in the chapter or if there's guys your age. Yeah. Um, both. Any event that is by your chapter, I would say try to enjoy that for what for what it is and mm-hmm. and attend those because you know even if like at a frat party you're one of like the older guys there, you only get to go to frat parties so long in your life. Whereas like you can exactly. go to bars whenever you want. So right. events by the organization definitely utilize those as much as you can. Like if there's like a dad's weekend, a mom's weekend always just capitalize on those and Mm -hmm. yeah just think about the stuff that happens in your chapter on your college campus that you're not going to get the opportunity to do to do ever again because one thing that i can look back and i i mean i don't really like to look back and regret but i always wanted to live in the chapter house and i never got the opportunity to and Mm -hmm. it's one of those things where i wish i would have uh done some things differently to be able to be in that situation because living in a frat fraternity house, I can't do that now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you, like you don't have a chapter house, but that's just like an example of it is just think yeah. of like, take, take a look at anything that happens and say, is this something I'm going to have the opportunity to do ever again? I like that idea. That's a good point. It makes sense. You know, seven day benders kind of tough to, to do. And, and stuff when um after graduation or so like um, if there's a if if you guys are throwing a darty try to go to it if there's like a social on like a tuesday wednesday night try to go to it mm-hmm. if there's like a if you're having like a formal definitely try to go to it just mm-hmm. i would say that's that's my biggest thing is just you utilize the stuff that's a part of the organization that you're only going to have the 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 remainder of the semester here. So what's that like another month and a half or so? Yeah. And then next next semester and then then that, and then that and then that's all she wrote at that point. It's fucking scary. It's wild. Like it's it's scary, but like you can you can always go back and visit. But then again, mm-hmm. like after a certain point, if you go back and visit, you don't like know anybody. Because like I mean, I went back and visited. There were some people that I knew from them. I met some more people, but I don't those those other people that I met. I don't necessarily know well enough that I could go back, gotcha. and pick them up, and have them introduce me to more people. So, I guess it's a blessing. I have so many. Uh, guys I'm really close with that are underclassmen for sure yeah I would say like definitely uh, I mean yeah maintain friendships with like the people that are your age but don't like definitely don't feel like you're too good to go to like you're too good or too too old to go to like the socials or any like frat parties you have that's right some good stuff right there because like yeah you can worst case scenario you go to the you go to the parties you're there until midnight. It sucks. Then you go to the bars. 
Exactly. Still got two, two and a half hours at the bars. It's pretty good. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No, well, I do appreciate uh, you taking time out of your day to come to come on here. You definitely are probably like one of my no, not one of my more. You are probably my most uh, sought after guests so far, just based on your current TikTok following. So thank you. Thank you. I I knew there was like a. I figured there was somewhat of a chance because I know you like a good amount of the stuff that I post, but I still awesome. wasn't too sure what. I didn't know what to expect by reaching out. So definitely glad we were able to get together for this. For sure. Thank you. I'm honored you reached out, you know, love your content. I think it's amazing. Keep doing it. Uh, You know, makes for some interesting comment sections for some people that just can't take a joke. Just how the internet is for sometimes, but yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. That's a, yeah, it's good stuff. As I said, I'm going to be also in Ohio this following weekend. You're, don't know if it's too much for you to go up to Columbus, but I, I will be there within the, within a short, short drive. If, if you happen mm. to be in Columbus, for sure, you'll enjoy it. It's a good time. <clears throat> go to Canes. Well, I'm looking. For, I'll be, I'm sure you have Canes by you. Do you have Canes by you? Raising Canes. Yeah. Down here in Florida, there's no raising Canes. Well, there's raising Canes in Columbus. I'm sure you've had it before, but you obviously you yeah, gotta get that. I've I've had raising Canes. I'm like I'm all about like those franchises that are away. So like that's going to be probably DPDO because love DPDO and then uh, yeah Canes too. So good. So good. All right. Well, anybody who is still uh, listening, if you are still made to this point, just want to let you know I do appreciate you listening, subscribing all across the U.S., all across the world. Always consider to pay your own dues by subscribing to the OnlyFans for exclusive access to that visual podcast. And as usual. Ladies and gentlemen, bros and hoes, pay your dues and pound your bruise. I like that. Uh, Take it ease. Good stuff.